Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 64 of the show where we answer all voice kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine, birthday girl, Starshine. Happy birthday, Jazzy. And I'm your co-host, Fawny. And I'm Mama Katrina. Or Welcome Katie to Buck, the show. Depending on how you know me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to have you, especially on like such a special episode too. We really appreciate you coming on and going to talk about cool stuff. I'm just so excited to have you on the show. Oh my gosh. So excited. Yes. We're both doing happy hands right now and I love it. Yes. yes. We're all doing happy hands here. Wonderful. So right off the bat, welcome to the show. And also, Fonny, you sound amazing. You. it's all thanks to joe it's true joe uh one of the greatest benefactors of dear chassis has set Fonny up with a really nice mic setup and now yawn number one and now oh, you sound oh, here we go here we go <laughs> and now you sound crispy and beautiful not that you didn't before but now you sound crisp and it's like beautiful so, uh, yeah. nice and crispy. So, for those who did not tune in for the pre-show uh, of the live show in our Discord server, which you can join by sending one of us a DM, wink. Uh, we just our pre-show was really fun. We just did an hour of opening up all of the presents people have sent me, and I cannot begin to say how thankful I am for each and every person who downloads and listens to the show and supports us in any possible way. I just want to say thank you and really just reiterate how much I do indeed love and appreciate you all. So thank you so much for not only keeping me going, but keeping the show going. I really, it means so much to me, but I don't want this to be all about me. So we're not going to make it all about me, but we do have patrons and a giveaway to talk about. We have a lot of housekeeping before we talk to Mommy Katrina here about a lot of uh, basically the skinny on what incontinence is, what it means for you, and ta- uh, talking to a partner about it if you are incontinent or talking to a partner who is incon. It's going to be a whole special about the topic. I'm really excited to get into it because it's such like an important thing to talk about in ABDL. So thank you so much for coming on the show to share your expertise with us. It's no problem. I'm super happy to do so. Yeah. All right. Funny. We have a Patreon. I have a yawn. Number three already. Number- We're working <laughs> on that bingo sheet. We are really yeah. working on the bingo sheet. I've been up since early this morning. I started my day at the bagel shop and then just running around creation it's been like the busiest birthday ever i swear okay mm-hmm. in the one dollar vanilla tier which gets you a username shout out we have casa damia fluffy nagashi skin pin mel bent panda bear race star red panda nabi and tone cluster in the five dollar tier which gets you a username shout out and some monthly nude images of myself monthly is 
very rough right now because I'm focusing on moving. I've talked about this. So it's basically access to the channels in which I post nude images of myself. Gotcha. We have Abby Michael, Baby L, Bliss Bunny, Briah, Juicebox, Lucy, Maxi, uh, Remy, Skywalker, and Starlight Family. The the Kingster tier patrons have been like static for so long that I got into a rhythm of saying them. And now there's a bunch of new people. So I'm like, Oh, I have to like rethink how I do it in the $10 fetishist tier, which gets you all the below, including an extended shout out up to one sentence and, uh, videos of yours. Truly with Ishi, Jack, the writer, mommy Katrina, who writes happy birthday to the most wonderful little mud puppy. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Yes. Fluffy Nate, who writes, pee your pants, fight God, and listen to the baby for cast, and Scotia. Going back to uh, Nate's, um, I was just on his podcast, and if you don't listen to the baby for cast, now's a good time to start, uh, especially if you're a fan of Dear Jazzy, because I was on there, and we talked for like almost three hours about podcasting, yawning on the mic, yawning on the mic, making porn, running a patreon four? four we're doing four but it was really really fun oh he's linking it he's linking it uh if you remind me if you ping me while i'm editing the show um i will put it in the show notes so people can click on it if they download it but moving right along in the center tier which gets you some co-directorial input on the content i make we have Koneko. And in the $20 Deviant tier, which gets you all of the below, including your name written on me for the content that I make, we have yawn number five. It's going to be a rough night. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. Yawn number five. Are you counting in the chat? Funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Funny. stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. We have Daddy Gray, Jamie Bell, Joe, let's call me Joe, who writes happy birthday to the best kinky advice podcaster, Miss Jasmine Starshine. I'm quite literally flattered. I do really appreciate that, jokes aside. Sluggy, who writes wobble, 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 wobble. I am the queen of worms. I don't get, I don't catch that reference, but I think it's funny. <laughs> and Summer, who's a new patron. I, I tried to go fur, 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 but my brain inserted like a, like a bell sound effect instead. All my wires are like crossed right now. Okay. <laughs> That's our Patreon. Thanks for dealing with me. <laughs> uh, other community announcements. We have a GoFundMe going on right now, which you should go support. It is in the main like navigation bar of at odds with god.com it is an amazing cause f- going to someone who could really use uh the support and really deserves it too so please check that out uh she is a community member um that is with us a lot of the time and very active in the server so if you could consider that that'd be fantastic uh in my show notes i also just wrote the word birthday and I don't know what that's in reference to. I'm 26. It's my birthday. Woohoo. Next, next point in the notes. Uh, two convention appearances coming up pretty soon here. Uh, if you haven't heard about Dear JazzCon, that's coming up at the Kalahari Resort from September 3rd through 5th. You can find details, including the form to 
attend and get vetted and everything in the Dear Jazzy Discord server. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be lots of fun. We still have about like five or six slots left, so act fast on that. And TeddyCon, we will be there uh, this November in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, we talked to the owners of the event, and they are some of the most like lovely people and just like nice and wholesome and like human and down to earth and that's really hard to find in the convention scene so thank you so much if you're listening for welcoming us into your family and giving us a slot and to do our show at your event we really really do appreciate it um i think that's it the last thing in my housekeeping notes is we have a giveaway to do and i'm really excited to get to it so shall we spin the wheel first to see who wins the Twitter giveaway or should we do the emailed responses first? Ooh, uh, let's do the giveaway first. Okay. So let's spin the wheel first. So yeah. on the wheel, I have all of the people who retweeted the tweet and also followed both at Lil Jazzy Baby and Dear Jazzy Show. And those are the only two criterion for getting entered onto this wheel. I double and triple check to make sure everyone is here. So now is the moment of truth. Let's hit the spin button, see who gets it. Oh my God, it's so loud. Oh. Texas Padded Butt, congratulations. Uh, you're not in the chat right now, but we do interact on Twitter a lot. I'm going to uh, ping you once this is all done. I'm going to make a post on Twitter and do that. So congratulations. Yay, you're getting a $100 ABU gift card. So there is that. Let me, nope, I need to, that's not the correct button. That's the button I need. So there's the show notes. But before we do the show notes, let's do the other three gift cards. Uh, Fani, if you have mm-hmm. your uh, little notebook open, and we can do mm-hmm. all the responses. One, I'm having... Right. There we go. There we go. Okay. I've sorted myself. I am, I am a professional. Okay. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question that we asked people and the way that we're doing this is we asked people, we gave them a prompt and then uh, we asked them to write into the show uh, at dear Jesse podcast at gmail.com. And we're going to read off uh, their answers and then choose the answer that we feel like we think is best or we like the best and then go from there. And the first one we asked was what is your favorite part about being in the ABDL slash BDSM community? So, Funny. Do you want to take it away? Sure. Do you want me to start with name and then do the response? Uh, yes, that'd be wonderful. Perfect. All right. So the first one is from Maya Nightingale, who says, My favorite part of being in the ABDL slash BDSM community is how nice and accepting most of the people I have interacted with have been. Everyone is always willing to share their experiences to help you grow and learn your place in the community. Wholesome. The second response mm-hmm. is from Kimmy Cake. Um, it's spelled K-A-K-E, so I'm not sure if it's Kimmy Cake or uh, Kimmy Kake. Uh, who writes, 
My favorite thing about being in the ABDL community is that I actually feel like I have people I can talk to. Aw, that's awesome. That is awesome. The third one is from LM. Initials LM says, My favorite part of being in the ABDL slash BDSM community is that I can be an ABDL by myself, a daddy to my partner, and take care of my mental health all at the same time. Cheers. From L. Thank you, L. Felix the Pope wrote, BDSM gets me connected uh, with my physicality in ways few other things do. It's visceral, it's intense, and it gets me out of my head. Absolutely. I, I definitely feel this one. Mm. Uh, the last question for this, uh, or last answer, sorry, for this question is from Skywalker Ranch, who writes, My favorite part of the community is just how everyone sort of looks after each other. If there are bad actors that make themselves known, then usually people are quick to speak up about them. Also, everyone will help everyone else out with the drop of a hat, it seems like. That's so true. That's definitely true in my experience. That's so true. So, ladies, that brings us to the difficult decision. Who do you think won the first one? Because for my vote, I think I'm going to give it to... Man, I'm stuck. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> Someone else take the okay. lead. Um, I'm kind of torn between L, I think it was, and Skywalker. Yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm really feeling Maya and also Skywalker. You know, it's funny. I was feeling Maya and Skywalker as well. So that, oh, no. So I that guess seems, Skywalker. I guess it's Skywalker. Congratulations. So, Skywalker, congrats. congrats. I'm going to send you a DM with your code. Uh, thank you so much for submitting. And I just want to make it known that a we're definitely not trying to play favorites here i want that to be very clear and also if your response didn't win one of the cards we still really really value the feedback and the participation and like the community building aspect we really do appreciate you writing in that being said question two that we asked the audience was if you had unlimited money tell us about the kinky dream home you would build Take us away, Jazzy. Okay. Kimikake writes, if I had unlimited money, my house would have a beach inside. One room would just be a sandpit with an infinity pool. Excuse me. I'd have a playroom with all my Digimon stuffs in it, and my bedroom would be decked out in Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I would also have an inline he- I would also have inline heating for my shower so I can play longer in there. Ooh, woof. From Kimikake. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds nice. Yeah, that, that is sounds, awesome. That sounds real nice. Not going to lie. The second response is from Felix. Oh, what's that, Jazzy? I was going to say, that sounds like the perfect dream house to like live with all my fucking like giant inflatables. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. It's true. Speckles would love it there. Ooh. Uh, yep. Yes. Okay. You're just showing just how much of a, an inflatable gen- degenerate you are, though. Are hot. It's a, thank you! I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. They're so nice. Inflatables are so hot. They're so hot. I love them. Like, 
I get you, but I love how Jazzy's mind just went straight to <gasps> inflatables. The possibilities. This is a house with a beach inside in a sand pit and a giant shower with inline heating so you can stay in there longer. That's like purpose built for an inflatable fetishist. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plenty of room to get speckles on her new friend out. Oh, it's true. I still need to name her. Speckles girlfriend. Okay, before we get more off topic, Fonny, please take the next response. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, This one is from Felix the Pope, who says, There would be a dungeon big enough for me and a couple other people with crosses, hard points, and lots of toys. There would be a nursery with a changing table, a crib, a play mat, and lots of diapers. And there would be a separate diaper changing room for the DLs, in case the nursery was too babyish for them. Cute. Let's consider it. Yeah. This sounds exactly mm-hmm. like the dungeon that Denny and I belong to, actually. This it sounds like nice. the dungeon I used to frequent uh, when I lived in Alaska. Yeah, this is nice. I like this. Yeah. Mm. This next one is from Skywalker Ranch again, who writes... Yawn number six. Oh, sorry. There it is. Get typing. Get typing. Unlimited money would mean a 100-acre bab preserve with a nursery for up to 10 babs, a daycare-style play area, a large pool that's a ball pit, and a normal kiddie pool, and an elevated kiddie pool that's filled with margaritas for the bigs to sip on while they watch the kiddos. I love this. Again, with like the whole like water theme. I'm really digging this. I like where everyone took this. If Skywalker hadn't already won something, I would have voted for this one. I, I totally agree. Yeah. You had me at Margaret. Bab preserve. Mm-hmm. This sounds like this sounds like a commune. I did the thing. I did the thing. <laughs> Why is that not one of the squares? Like communism references. Oh, wait, no, it is one of the squares, isn't it? Now I have to check. Wait a sec. I think it is. I'm looking at it right now. No. No, it isn't. I don't know why it isn't, but I, I think I have to write a new bingo card. Okay, comrades. Mm-hmm. For question two, the choices are Kimmy Kake, Felix the Pope, and Skywalker Ranch, but he already won because he's great. Okay, it's between Felix and Kimmy Cake, and personally, I think I'm going to vote for Kimmy Cake. Staying. Um. Yeah, I was gonna be the the odd one out with Felix. Yeah. So it looks like it's Kimmy. I I'm really sorry, like Felix. Mm, pool toys, woof. But also the fact that uh, the house that Felix laid out is effectively a dungeon I already go to. Imagine living there. That sounds pretty rad. Not going to lie. Yeah. And Digimon and Yukio, Brian reminded us. That's also a pretty big plus. So. That is uh, that's the winner. I'm going to email you because I don't think I have your socials. I might be wrong, but I'm going to email you after the show is done and send you your gift code. Thank you so much for submitting. So the third question, 
was if you were the president of ABDL, the community as a whole, how would you improve the community? And person alias sent us a fucking masterpiece, sent us a dissertation, an art piece. Funny. Very, if you I'm could, very excited to read this. Please read it. Please read it. Okay, Personalia says, my fellow ABDLs, and thank goodness I have a nicer mic for this. Oh, and my let me fellow put on, ABDLs. While you do this, let me put on the anthem in the background. Oh yeah, here we go. Here it is. Actually, I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in. Okay, thank you. No problem. Sorry. <laughs> okay, talking stick is firmly mine. My fellow ABDLs, once elected president of our August society, I pledge to do the following things within my first hundred days in office by executive order if necessary. One, invest into education. Ageism, sexism, ableism, homophobia, and transphobia are still problems in every community and ours is no different in that respect. I would gather together a think tank of historians, experts, and teachers to create and distribute a curriculum that teaches ABDL's history, including King's history as it relates to LGBT rights and struggles. This curriculum would also aim to set standards of etiquette for interaction and decency both in person and online. No more, can you be my mommy and change my diaper for me? No more, hi baby girl, what's up, can I be your daddy? No more, what is real insert gender and role at? We must work together to educate the uninformed and to let the willfully ignorant know that their behavior is not acceptable. And thankfully, we're at a prime point in our community's development and access to communication technology where it is possible for people to attend both live lectures delivered via Zoom as well as read free educational resources in their spare time. Truly, these are our formative years. Next slide. There are four slides, by the way. This is going to take a minute. Literally four. Two, I will invest into our own long-term security. Many kink-related sites that will go unmentioned at this time have policies that protect consent violators and bad faith actors, where naming and shaming is not allowed. No more. It's time to build a site where ABDLs can organize and meet up and share their experiences and truths with each other, to lift up the good, but also to shine a light on the problematic. Three, for many of us ABDLs, uh, ABDL has been a creative outlet. We have artists, we have writers, we have comic books, we have so much to offer each other. But because of the taboo nature of kink, artists are scattered across the net, and for every successful artistic entrepreneur you can find, you'll find another fearing losing their platform because a bot or an algorithm took objection based on vanilla standards that are anti-sex and anti-kink. As your president, I will lobby the Abidale Congress into helping us pool our resources and creating a new outlet where artists can sell their wares without fear of violating nebulous and arbitrary rules. There will still be standards. There will still need to be standards. But none where a drawing of a naked woman, woman saying, oh baby, is fine, but a diapered woman saying, oh daddy, is not. Slide number three. Continuing on, once we achieve this online collection of content creators, this diapered plus, if you will, Pause for laughter. Our ah! collective bargaining power as consumers will rise exponentially. <laughs> the companies that threaten to reject us will be begging for our money as soon as they see it all in one place and realize how many of us there are. Speaking of bargaining and circling back on education, number four, it is important that we ABDLs retain our identity as a community. However, it's also extremely important that other kink communities see us as we see ourselves, as we know ourselves to be. We are not pedophiles. We are not obnoxious children who still live in our mother's basements. 
We are not unfeeling weirdos who do not know how to interact with the wider world. We are all consenting adult human beings. Never forget, the A stands for adult, and the L stands for lover. We are part of the larger BDSM umbrella and deserve to be recognized as such. And as your president, I will appoint ambassadors to the wider kink community so that our message is heard and recognized. Five, and finally, the fun part. Right now, we have a bare handful of ABDL cons. For those of us that can count, that's not a lot. We need more of them. Under my presidency, I aim to create jobs, new conventions. My people will organize the current conventions and then take their techniques to replicate their successes. By the end of my first term, there will be a convention at least every other month and they'll be geographically spaced out so that many people who have never attended a convention before will be able to go to at least one a year for the simple fact that it's close enough for them to afford travel expenses. There are those who will look at my campaign promises and scoff that my proposals won't work. Too many problems. Too costly, the solutions. They have enough to invest in their own toys, but not enough to invest in the safe and happy playtime of others. Others will just cover their eyes and refuse to see the problems. They will go, where's the problems? But they will refuse to uncover their eyes, go peekaboo, and scream, there they are! And it has nothing to do with short attention or lack of object permanency. To them I say, fine, go play by yourselves then, because the rest of us won't play with you. You're not welcome in our playroom. When you're ready to come play nice with the rest of us, come and join us. Until then, go wait in a quiet corner because we'll be taking up the rest of the space. If you're like me, you love this scene so much that you want to do everything you can to make it the best possible kink ever. We've got a lot to work, a lot of work to do, but to quote Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Yes, we can. Thank you, and go bye-bye. Can we all oh just, goodness, like, clap and cheer? So... I'm going to edit in the sound of, like, a crowd oh screaming, God. like, ah! <laughs> Please do. This is going to be great. It's, this is it's wonderful. a little weird to finish that off. And then <laughs> just crickets. To just re-enter into <laughs> re-enter into the show after reading a fucking masterpiece. Oh my For god! For those of you who aren't watching the live thing, I was saluting the whole time. My arms started getting really tired. I didn't know it was four slides long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw that. I really appreciate your like tenacity. <laughs> Nate says the ABDL manifesto. Okay. I need to like come back. Okay, I'm back. This next response is from Chris, who writes, Hey Jazzy, love the show. Been listening since episode 30 or so. I love you too. If I was the president of APTL, I'd actually want to take something y'all talked about a while ago. Uh, I was listening to the most recent episode and put it into action. No more age gating, except for keeping minors out of kink, of course, because, well, duh. Education is important and educating about the folks who form the community, especially older queer folks, many of whom uh, unfortunately were unfortunately lost over the years. It's very important. What started this community? What initially caused it to grow? How has it become so large that the community feels just under the stream of mainstream kink, if not outright accepted in mainstream kink circles nowadays? There are questions a lot of folks in the community may not know the answer to, and such education 
uh, would also show the community isn't as overwhelmingly uber young, white, and femme-presenting as they may initially think. And I say this something as a 20-something white girl. Anyways, that's what I would do. And it would give... And if it gave me any wider powers outside of the community, free education for everyone because fuck the college debt. I hope AB you guy returns to the show someday from Chris. I agree. And also this image was I'm very, fine. very, this was, this did not transfer well for my email inbox. So it's all pixely, but I feel I did pretty well. My dyslexia. Thank you very much. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Do you want to read the next one? Or do you want me to read it and then you can do the last one? Because it's a little bit thicker. Okay. Yep. That sounds like a good plan. Mm, Cool. This response is from Felix the Pope, who writes, I would give classes on how not to be a creeper and how to foster genuine relationships with other people. Yes. Yes, we need that, please. Yep. That's uh, that's kind of in our plans too for uh, this this coming convention season. Spoiler alert! For those listening to the We've audio podcast, I just winked to the camera. So oh, there you go. <laughs> just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> video kids get to see that one. All right, and then the last one. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, the last one here is from Skywalker Ranch, who says. If I was president of ABDL, I would require people to be carded to buy adult diapers to prevent minors. I would also institute a system where one random person is the bab of the day, and so everyone teases that person relentlessly all day on Twitter for being such a big baby. I probably won't be able to listen to the episode because of my new job, but happy birthday, Jazzy! I love Uh, you! I don't know what I'd be without the community this show has provided me, so, uh, so thanks so much! I love you too, Skywalker! That's so cute. <sighs> I already cried so much in the pre-show. <laughs> I no more crying. <laughs> no more crying. My eyes hurt. Oh, my God. All right. So we have some really good, really good responses. We have three to consider because Skywalker already won. Uh, we have Person Alias, Felix, and Chris. I vote Person, Person Alias. alias. Person alias. Okay, good talk. <laughs> good yeah. talk, everyone. <laughs> Congratulations. You are in the chat right now. I'm looking at you right now. Congratulations. You won the last uh, $100 ABU gift card. I'll hit you up after the show and tag you on Twitter and then send you the code. And you can buy whatever the flip you want. Congratulations. Oh my god, he posted the one gif of the, the the dude from American Idol like hiding and blushing in his sweater. Oh, too Aww. precious. What a oh. good, what a good boy. Okay. So, funny. It's that time again. It's time to do oh, time? the questions. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So, I'm looking at them, and I don't know if you saw, I already added um, who's going to read what to the bottom of each of these uh, slide thingies. Oh, my God. I see it. You're literally the best. Do you know that? Takes the best to know the best. Listen here. 
listen here you already made me blush and cry today and <laughs> fuck you <laughs> read the first question <laughs> okay <laughs> this one's from Briar. pronouns he him who says dear jazzy every sentence Ever since I became incontinent, I used to carry my diaper bag with me everywhere I went, so I'd be ready to change any time I needed it. However, just before the pandemic, and since I don't use the uh, see the point anymore, public bathrooms are generally too gross to use anyway, and most stores don't let you carry a bag in anyway. Thus, I've just changed at home or work. Small business advantage. And if I do have a messy accident, I finish up and leave as quickly as possible. I fear I'm being too selfish about it, though. Who, I, who am I to force people to smell my messy diaper while I wait in the checkout line? Thank Bob for self-checkouts. Um, not sure if I'm being selfish or not. From Raya. This is a really, really good question. And also why uh, we asked Mommy Katrina to come on the show. Because as someone who is uh, not incontinent, I'm only like nocturnally incontinent because hashtag bedwetter. Uh, I don't have, this is far outside of my experience. So I didn't feel comfortable answering a question I don't have experience with, especially if it's something um, like this. So Katrina, I'm going to firmly give you the talking stick on this one. Okay. Um, thank you. So uh, I've, I've been incontinent for about 11 years now and um, I very much went through the same kind of transition that you did, uh, much earlier than COVID though. Um, I used to carry a diaper bag around with me all the time. It was just my backpack, but, um, I've had a couple too many incidents with, you know, bathrooms that don't have very good locks and the, and the like that instead of changing out in public i will just change at home uh, i don't even change at work because uh i'm too nervous about that and um i do suffer from both uh, forms of incontinence just like you and usually um i will just finish up what i'm doing and go home to change um no i don't think you're being selfish you have a disability it's not it's it's not being rude. It would be rude if you did it on purpose. You're not intentionally in bringing people into like a kink or something like that. You're, you're having an episode of your condition and you're already being more than considerate by cutting whatever task you're doing short. Um, it, what would be inconsiderate and selfish would be, oh, I just messed myself in the middle of the target, but I still want to go and get a, two or three more things. That would be selfish. I mean, even then, it's a disability, but you're you're already being more than considerate of the people around you. Um, I don't think you need to feel bad about it. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't carry around a diaper bag anymore either. I um. I've been teased that maybe I should because I've been having a little bit more issues recently, but um, no, I just wear thicker diapers when I go to work or when I go out and about. Uh, Katrina, could you speak to uh, what the cross-section of consideration versus ableism looks like? So maybe the the thoughts and expectations of those outside versus the efforts of consideration that you try to meet that with? What does that look like? Um, I mean, so 
if someone's going to shame you for having a disability, that's ableism. I mean, just straight down the down the middle. Like, if somebody's going to treat you poorly because of something that you can't control, that's ableism. I mean, that's that's kind of. It's in. The I word. mean, that's it. It's in the word. Yeah, exactly. You are not able to tell when you need to use the restroom, and you are not able to get to a restroom on time. And the the alternative. Um, is you just not leaving your house. You know what I mean? And and that's sucks. Um so if they're gonna shame you for it, I mean, like they don't know if you're a if you're a fetishist or if you have a disability. And that shouldn't even matter. That shouldn't matter. The average person doesn't soil themselves in public. Their first assumption should be Oh, this person has a disability. Mm-hmm. That that's that's just simple. If someone's gonna if someone's gonna call you out on it, they're already an asshole. Mm. Hmm. So that's something that that's just pre-existing, then. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so so much. Um, and again, I just want to thank you, like Mitch Show for coming on the show just because you have a lot of expertise that I do not have and being able to provide answers to these really important questions, I feel would really, really benefit a lot of the listeners. So thank you again for helping us uh, with this series of questions. Uh, Fani, did you have anything to add to our conversational little bonfire, a little stick to throw in the kindling? I don't know why I reached for that analogy first, but we got there. Uh, I just want to say I loved your response to this. Um, I think, yeah, your uh, way of handling it is perfect. Um, and I wouldn't really, you know, have anything to say about uh, incontinence because I have no experience with it myself. And I'm just as curious as everyone else is about it. it- um, but yeah, the part of, a, of being a disability and how, you know, people around you should probably have a little bit of compassion and kind of realize, Oh, well, I, I shouldn't really be too upset and, you know, side eye this person or say anything mean about it. Cause like it's a disability can't help it. You know, that's very important to keep in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I, my experience spans such a long range of time i mean i became incontinent when i was still in my teens and so it's just like i've had plenty of time to work through this and if i can help somebody else work through this i that would be the greatest thing ever to help somebody avoid the pitfalls that i did younger Mm. Mm -hmm. awesome uh do we want to go to the next one for sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead, Jazzy. All right. Katrina, you all ready to go? Yep. Awesome. So this is from Frankenskank pronouns she, her. And she writes, Dear Mommy Katie, how do you get so good at momming babies? And also, what are some tips for how to treat someone who's incontinent if you're incontinent? Lots of love, uh, lots of love, Frankenskank. Also, is it cool to have a question addressed directly to you or what? Isn't that cool? 
That's amazing. Oh my goodness. And Frankie, I love you so much. You're so fantastic. Aww. I, me and Frankie are very close. Oh. Um, so, thank you. You're making me blush. Oh my gosh. Aww. Um. So, uh, I I I pick up a lot on on how to mommy from a lot of different sources. Um, I when I was in my teens, I had to raise my four younger siblings. So a lot of it is literally from raising actual children. Um, and then the rest of it is kind of just like what I personally would want a caregiver to do for me. Um, you know, um, like when, when, when I'm physically playing with a little in person, a lot of the like little, like, you know, things that I do are things that I picked up from taking care of actual children. And, um, and I think that, that really helps. Um, and the amount of, you know, affection that I give into a little is from what I wish I had received when I was a child. And, um, that's where a lot of that comes from. Um, to answer the second question, second part of the question, um, which was how to care for someone who's incontinent when you're incontinent. I think was that was that the last part of the question? Yes. Okay. Um I mean it's it's fairly simple uh, as far I mean from my perspective it is. I mean like I just how would I want someone to take care of me? And it's just like, you know, yeah, th that's something where you would have to have that conversation with, you know, your partner or your little or whoever it, this is and, and kind of figure out where those boundaries are. Um, me personally, um, I wouldn't really want, like, if, if we're out in public, I don't want someone to constantly being like, you know, badgering me like, hey, do you need to change? Hey, do you need to change? Hey, do you need to change? When we're alone, just check, ask just be like, hey, how you holding up? Um, there's a couple tips and tricks that I've picked up from being incontinent as long as I have. Um, medicated powder is your friend. It feels really weird in the diaper, but it will stave off and take care of any kind of rash faster than rash. It's fantastic. Um, that's a pro tip. And I've been that's a pro tip. And that's free. Free pro tip. Uh, I've been recommending that to all of the littles that I talk to about this kind of stuff. People who want to experiment with 24-7 or who just wear very frequently um, or who are also incontinent. It's uh, medicated powder, uh, specifically the gold bond in the green bottle is mm. the best. It's fantastic. It feels weird. It feels cold, especially when you have a when you have a wet accident. But um it's uh it, it it just knocks any kind of rash out it doesn't smell as nice as baby powder so maybe add a little baby powder on top of it but that stuff's great also i misread the question because i i hashtag love dyslexia and why it makes me unique but also <laughs> the original context of the question was uh how would you treat someone who is incontinent if you are continent there we go. Oh. <laughs> well, let me give gotcha. you access to the notes here. I can't believe I didn't link you to this. I'm I'm a professional. 
me see. There we go. Copy, paste. Professional. So yes, how do you, how would you uh, care gift to someone who is incontinent if you are continent? So what would you want them to know, basically? Um, if that's a hard question for me to ask because like I have been incontinent for so long. I mean, I get like, I guess, um, once again, what I would prefer to be told is that, like, you know, I don't want you to look at me any differently. Um, I mean, outside of, of baby play, you know, like it's cute that like in baby space, like in little space that like, you know, I'm just like an actual baby and you know I can't hold it. But outside of that, outside of BBDL play, I don't want you to treat me any differently. Um, I don't want it, you to treat it like a burden, like a hindrance. Um, I've had problems with that in the past with uh, partners who treat it very much like it's a hindrance and uh, mm. uh i've had uh caregivers and, and daddies in the past um cut out communication when they find out that i'm incontinent because it's too much of a hassle to get that and can i like can i like ddos them because that's some shit <laughs> it's it's a long time ago i haven't had that problem in a long time but um it, it, it is like it's just I just want to be treated like a normal person. I mean, I imagine it's like anybody with any other kind of disability. I don't want you to make my disability the cornerstone of you interacting with me. Mm-hmm. That's just I, I, don't, I feel like that just makes sense. But a lot of people don't get that. And a lot of people like I it's my disability. I have it unlocked. Like, yeah, I'm the like it sucks, but I've been dealing with it. I know how to deal with it. I don't need you also breathing down my neck about it. Mm. Can I add a personal anecdote on my experiences with disabilities? I'm asking for consent because I don't want to like, I know it makes me a little bit frustrated when people go personal anecdote. So I'm asking consent before I launch into it. No, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you. So I've obviously talked about, Uh, my dyslexia but I also have and I've talked about this a few times I also have a a minor hearing disability with uh, called auditory processing that makes it really difficult in some situations to be able to hear people and discern language specifically so actually like hearing words discerning what they are decoding them and letting them sink into my brain is sometimes really difficult and sometimes people open their mouths and all I hear is just like Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown trombone talking basically. And exactly. And when I tell people, Oh, I have a hearing disability. I'm sorry. And, and just like, like, as like a quick thing, just like, Hey, when you talk to me, we're in like a convention. Can you just like speak up a little bit? And then they'll speak like this and enunciate really hard and yeah and it just oh there is nothing i also so because of adhd and asperger's i also have this auditory processing thing on top of actually having damage my right ear is almost completely damaged yo same Um, hat oh my god 
You're the hey. first other auditory processing person I've ever met. Oh my god! Hi. Really? really? Yeah. In terms of like the hearing, where where voices turn into like tr- Charlie Brown trombones, like it literally just turns into jumble. It's yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating. And like I lived with a roommate one time whose whose natural talking was like mumbling, and it would drive me insane because like I would be like, I'm sorry. Where do you want to eat? And then he'd be like, "Well, I was. Oh my god, don't do that. Just talk to me at a normal register." Ah, for sorry. real? No, no, no. Don't apologize. It is very frustrating. It's insanely frustrating. And you know, it's kind of like the same thing. It's just obviously I don't want to compare and contrast disabilities because I don't want to do that. I have feelings about doing that, but there is a similar experience between the things of just please treat me like a normal human in this regard it's like i will it will take me more tries to be able to hear you but when i eventually do hear you it will be the same thing and we will like get there and everything so i can definitely echo that please treat me normally like you would anyone else thing i'm really happy that that's a shared experience so thank you for letting me go off in that little tirade i really did want to speak over okay cool awesome go off because like that stuff that's that's ah, yeah yes so uh this next one is rewinding a little bit back to rash uh funny do you want to take it away or do you have anything to add to this uh little discussion uh, I'm good to take on the next question. Awesome. All right. This one is from Briah, he, him, who asks, Dear Jazzy and Mommy Katie Bug, Diaper Rash is my mortal enemy. It doesn't matter what I do, I always feel like it's winning. Diaper Rash on the thighs and hips are the most common. The issue I have also stems from the more I work to keep the skin safe, the diaper falls apart. I found diaper rash cream with, over time, causes the diapers to start breaking down. Baby powder is all right, but not as good, and if you use enough of it, it can lead to breathing and coughing issues. Baby oils make them break down even faster, and using good moisturizer seems to make it worse. Despite bathing one to two times a day, I'm not sure how else to combat this. Please help. So, um, if I can just go ahead. All you. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So you might want to think about switching up your diaper rash cream brand. Um, in fact, if you go for something that's more for eczema, it can it can help a little bit better than say something like just Desitin or like Max Strength Desitin. Uh, me personally, I just use like Walmart brand Max Strength for diaper rash cream because I I don't really have that bad of a problem. Uh, the other thing I can recommend is also uh, like I said before, the uh, medicated powder is a huge help. Um, also, this one is a little bit harder. Um, maybe don't shower or bathe so frequently. When you do that, you dry out your skin. And if you're not replenishing those oils and like that, that, that moisture with lotion, then that can lead to easier rashing. Um, I only shower once a day, maybe once every other day. Cause I'm really, I'm not a very active person. Um, as evidenced by my belly. Um, but we but stand it. Heck yes, my belly's hot. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's 
sorry. Juice in um, the chat says uh, that he just ordered that powder and says, thank you for the recommendation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff. Um, and uh, the, yeah, uh, it, if you're, if you're going to continue up that washing regimen, I highly recommend uh, investing in some really good lotion and lotioning up before you apply any kind of like rash cream and powder. Uh, and make sure the lotions like had time to set, uh, so that way it's not also contributing to the uh, the diaper falling apart. This is all new information for me because I don't get too much diaper rash. Uh, at least nothing that isn't salt with a little bit of baby powder or lotion. So this is really valuable information. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, funny. Anything for the diaper rash discussion? Uh, yeah, I just uh, took a look to see what the gold bond powder was made of. And it looks like different gold bond products are made out of different things. But um, it's kind of a rule of thumb that like if you have a vagina um, and a uterus, then maybe talc based products are not as safe mm-hmm. because the talc can like build up in your ovaries and stuff. Um but it is safe to use stuff that's based in like cornstarch. That's true. Yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what gold bond is made with. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm really happy mm-hmm. you mentioned that. Uh, as a trans woman, I don't have to worry about my pH too much. Obviously, I try to right. make sure everything is like like good down there and everything but that is absolutely true talc products will fuck up your ph if that's something that you need to watch for uh cornstarch is safe because it is food safe wouldn't you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh brian's coming in with medicated talc free gold bond in the chat oh look at hey there you go hey what a perfect way to plug you should join our Discord so you can see all these links in real time with the context. What about them apples? Uh, I feel that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Awesome. Yep. Uh, here's a, another chance to do our other plug. Camp Buddy! I didn't forget this time. Oh, here it is. Camp Buddy <laughs> is an amazing, independently developed, gay, erotic visual novel based in a Boy Scout camp where all of them are 18. Trust me, I checked. Developed by Beale It's Games. And if you want to get your rocks off and support the show at the same time and witness over 300 unique illustrations, 50 animated sex scenes, a fully voice acted story with branching pathways and over 50 hours of gameplay content and dlc on the way what then you can go to at oddswithgods.com and click on the camp buddy banner or go to the sponsors page where you'll see all of the camp buddy related links which are all affiliate links if you were to download the demo for macro pc the game for macro pc or look at the info all of that data does get coalesced and we do really really appreciate it so at oddswithgod.com, check out Cam Buddy and uh, get your rocks off to some hot scoutmasters if you know what I'm saying. Back to the show. <laughs> also, funny, I just need to say how crisp your voice is. It's so good. Yeah, thanks, Joe, for that. For real. Uh, anytime anyone mentions it, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's Joe's fault. 
This is all Joe's doing. Because <laughs> it really is. You sound good, Joe's fault. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. This next question is from Pastel Dinos. Pronouns she, her. Dear All Star Dipe Squad. Often in ABDL stories and discussions, there is glorification of being incon and often a fetishization of it. How can folks in those communities avoid crossing the line from gentle teasing about it, if even is that okay, in parentheses, to outright grossly sexualizing it? And if you could change how greater ABDL community talks about incontinence, what would you like to see? Best uh, from Karl Marx, but a gay cat girl. <laughs> That's an awesome sign off. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Duh, comrade. So, um, what's the tea? Okay. So, my personal thing with this is that. It's, it's difficult. So me personally, I find it very validating when somebody finds my incontinence attractive, but that is mm. the outlier. Like, and, and people need to understand that, that, and like, I, I, for a long time, even though that that's the case, I wouldn't let people know that because I worry about what that message might send to these, to people who don't interact with me and find out that, that it's not okay on a grand scale. Um, I, I remember a while ago, there was a, a Tumblr uh, blog that somebody was running uh, and they were dealing with incontinence and they were not part of the ABDL community. It was kind of more just like a event blog. And they ended up shutting the blog down because they kept getting creepy diaper dudes in their DMs just being like, oh, so Oh. It was just like, I feel so bad for that girl because, like, she now has no outlet. Or maybe she does. Maybe she found a better place to, you know, talk about these things. But, like, what a disgusting display. Truly. And, like, how horrible that is. And, like, I, I remember that so vividly. And so I, I whenever I talk about my own personal um like stance on this i make sure to asterisk this with a big old asterisk which is that yes for me it is okay to tease me or glorify me or sexualize me because of my incontinence that is not okay in any other case unless another person also gives you that express permission it sounds like it's we're all... leaning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I interrupted you. Go for it. As it, 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 it all comes down to consent. It, 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 if, if someone like, if you wouldn't send a dick pic to somebody, why would you send a message being like, "Oh my God, it's so hot that you got hit by a truck when you were sixteen, and now you shit yourself." Oh my God! Like what? The, what the fuck? And like, even like me, even like with me being on this, like, because like my number one kink is humiliation and degradation. That's my number one kink. Everything else branches out from that. And 
even with me having this kink, like sometimes it's a bit much for me when, you know, somebody asks like, oh, well, how did you get in, in, in becoming continent? And it's like this deeply traumatic experience. And they're just like, oh, my God, I wish that were for me. Oh, God. No, yeah. you don't. I was paralyzed for six months. It was the worst time of my life. What is wrong with you? God, it, it frustrates me. Sorry, I could go off on this forever. Like, oh no, for real! I'm going to put a big old this react on that. It's and and, and I and I and I guess like we should maybe trigger warning this or something because like I've had to have people you know have like you know a triggered response from me talking about like how I became incontinent, and it's just like I'm very write, rarely. Sorry, what? I'm going to write an editing note right here at this mark to insert a trigger warning. This is Jazzy from the future. Uh, if you fast forward to one hour in two minutes, you'll make it past uh, this part. Back to the show. There we go. Okay, go ahead. I, I just wrote the editing note. Fantastic. Sorry. Uh, no, go for it. So very rarely does somebody become incontinent like it happens in the stories. Most often at least from like a lot of the people that I have talked to, it's a very traumatic experience. And especially it was for me. I was 16. I was crossing a road and a truck slid through the intersection at 55 miles per hour. Like I'm nervous around cars. Like if I'm driving at night and like a car comes around a turn and I didn't see its headlights before, like it just pops into my view. I have a, sm a minor panic attack. Like, it messed me up, and it, and it resulted in, like, you know, I was, like I said, I was 16. I was still in high school, and, like, now I'm wearing diapers. Like, how does anybody deal with that? And now, luckily for me, I was already, don't do this, guys, but kids. Or don't If there's kids, don't listen, but, I mean, like, I was in thinking communities when I was underage and I was already knew what ABDL was. And if I didn't already know what ABDL was and know that there were people who would find my diapers sexy, I don't know where I would be. Um, but not everybody's like that and not everybody's in the ABDL community. And just cause they're wearing diapers does not mean they are an object for me to fetishize them. What put them in diapers is probably an incredibly traumatic event that a lot of people probably still aren't over. I'm still not over it. A uh, uh, talking stick. I'm, <laughs> I could rant forever. No, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I just want to pause and say, like, thank you for being very vulnerable with us and sharing uh, a part of your story and part of your history that was really, really powerful and brave of you. So I just want to like pause and say thank you and that we appreciate that. Um, and I also just, I definitely want to highlight and put a bold marker on the, um, on the, the, on the part you said, I, I was so happy you said this, but the God, I wish that were me on, on, Mainly on Twitter, I see this. I also see it on Fur Affinity a bit, but that's Fur Affinity and Pet Life are where I get that. 
Oh God. Yeah. Fat life is really bad. The whole God, I wish that were me nine times out of 10. You don't. And I think we've talked on this show about that phrase in the past, but I'm really happy that you like took unapologetic aim at that. Um, that's really, really important. And a few minutes ago when we, when I accidentally talked over you and you're talking about consent, funny enough, I was actually about to say, it sounds like we're leaning back on the show's main theme of consent and everything. And like being aware of, of the person's, personal boundaries and story and history and putting all that context together and everything is so, so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, you, consent is the most important thing. And I would argue any human interaction, be it kink, sexual, or just a conversation. And to just insert yourself into somebody's bubble like that without any consent like fuck having knowledge of their past or anything like that you don't have their consent to unload your sexual fetishes on them mm-hmm. and uh, that's 100 that's what it is that's entirely what it is. Yes, funny. I feel like some of these people who are just like, oh, I think that's just like the hottest thing in the world and I would love it if you were in my life. Um, I feel like they think that they're doing you a favor yeah. by like telling you, oh, like, there's this terrible thing, but I'd still have you. And, you know, when I put it that way, it, I think I hope it points out just how gross that action is like yeah. I didn't ask if it was okay to talk to you about this thing that is probably traumatic but here I am unloading my fantasy onto absolutely. you absolutely it's gross oh. as hell and like once, mm-hmm. once again like I, I personally find it you know attractive or hot when people tease me about it but people I consent to teasing me about it if some random Joe Schmo walks up in my DMs and it's just like Oh my gosh, did you piss yourself today? And it's like, well, fuck off. <laughs> that voice but is so they, good. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's so accurate. It's, it, nine times out of ten, like, that's what they sound like. It's... But, uh, like, say if Frankie came in my DMs and she was like, are you a stinky little baby? And I'd be like, uh, yes. Like, that it's all about consent me and frankie have that relationship going me and nate have that relationship and going and so it's like i don't want random people like i know by saying this on the podcast hopefully you know the i I believe that you know your viewership is better than this but like just by saying this in a public forum there's probably going to be people coming into my dms being like oh so you find it hot when people tease you about it you're like i don't know you who are you like, don't come into my DMs and do that. That's no, that's no good. I like to think that dear Jazzy listeners are a little bit of cut above the rest. Most of the time, the I would assholes. Hope so. I, I sincerely hope so. Most of the assholes are scared away because I talk about communism at least once an episode, and they go, "Ooh!" and they run away as fast <laughs> as they can. Suck a bit. Suck a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Before yeah, we, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, ladies, is there anything we wanted to add 
uh, to this very, very important conversation. Uh, don't be a creep. I'm all good on that one. Don't oh, be a yep. creep. 100%. Good talk. All right. Fonny, this next one is from Briah. Take it away. All right. Briah says, Dear Jazzy and Padded Crew, do you think it's easier to come out as being incontinent to family and friends and coworkers or that you just have a diaper fetish? Some, Or that you have a diaper fetish, not just... Um, some of my friends have said if that they were in con, they would claim they have a diaper fetish as they believe in this day and age, most people would just accept it and be less embarrassing than admitting you can't control it. While I have heard of countless stories of people with a diaper fetish just claiming they're incontinent so that they can wear 24-7. Thoughts, ideas, personal opinions, all welcomed. From Briah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, um... I mean, I feel like that's much... I feel like it's very simple. Um, and granted, maybe it's my own perception, but um, I feel like it would be much easier just to tell everybody you're incontinent than to tell them you have a fetish. Because, I mean, like, if you are incontinent and you tell everybody that you have a fetish, then, like, you're going to end up with that conversation of, like, well, can you not be diapered when we go out bowling? And it's like, well, mm. no, I can't. And they're like, well, it, it's just a fetish, right? And, and also, like, why are you? Why would you tell your friends about your fetish, anyways? Unless they're kink-friendly friends. And like, and this question specifically, you know, talks about family. Your family doesn't need to know what your fetishes are. Um, that's. I don't know. Maybe I'm my perspective skewed on this, but that's a little weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love, like my sister's my best friend. I love my sister to death. She's like the coolest person on earth. She's a personal hero. She doesn't know any of my friends. And she's like the closest person to me on earth outside of partner. Like, I don't know. This just seems like an easy question. Like I would never trivialize my condition by making it out as a fetish, mm-hmm. even though it is also a fetish for me. Like, if I'm incontinent, I'm not going to tell somebody that it's a diaper fetish. That's just me. Through matter of convenience, it is also a fetish. And Yes. Yeah. I'm right with you on your response. I want to, again, I want to put a this react on it. Um, If I were incontinent, I feel like I would take a similar approach of, because I feel like it's easier to explain, yes, I have a disability. Boom. And people go, oh, okay. They can't really tell you to not be disabled because, well, I mean, people can say that. And then if they're a piece of shit, but if you and say, then you oh, yeah, not if you're lying. exactly. But if you say, oh, I have a fetish, it becomes, why are you into that? Are you deranged? Are you a pedophile? Insert stereotypes here. And it just becomes way more complex than it needs to be. And it's like, huh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a big old oof. Oof. Oh my god, that was a good one. That was a pretty was good. good one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. Uh funny. Talking stick. Uh I have to agree wholeheartedly that I think it uh if you are incontinent, then it would just be way easier to just tell people that you're incontinent. Because then you're not like inviting that conversation of 
what's a diaper fetish and why do you have it and what does that mean? You know, because like I have had uh, the unfortunate um, experience of like witnessing other people's conversations about ABDL in public forums and most people are super skeeved out by it. They just like, they want to be hands off. They're like, that's really weird. Who wants to be a baby? Is that like something that pedophiles do? Like, is this a gateway to pedophilia? Like the general public has no clue what we're about. And like, they draw that like short little bridge from adult baby to real baby real fast. Oh yeah. So... Yeah, I, w- I would say that it's it's way easier to just be like, yep, I have a disability. Doesn't doesn't affect my life too much. So please still invite me to your events. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. Like if I could like book in this with like um is like just like a personal anecdote. I've had the misfortune of having to talk to family about fetish, diaper fetish. Oh boy. Yeah, and uh, if if you want, I can talk about that. But uh, it they were way more understanding of the incontinence than the me wearing a princess dress. Mm. 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 That's rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, thank you for sharing that. I can guarantee you that mm-hmm. there will be a listener out there who hears that and then connects with it. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Oh, duh. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the notes right now and I totally forgot to mention something on the last question. So before we go on to the next one, is it okay if I circle back and then we can move on? Uh, should we throw yep. some closing thoughts on this question, then bookend it and do the thing? I'm all good. I'm, I'm good to circle back. Cool. Okay, so in the last question where we were talking about glorification of being incon, something I have seen multiple times on Twitter going around, and something that really, really frustrates me, are multiple people going around saying, Ugh, I wish my girlfriend was lactose intolerant. I just want to be lactose intolerant. I just, I really want to meet someone that's lactose intolerant and like feed them nothing but milk. I am lactose intolerant. That shit's an allergy and it sucks. I have, every time I have any sort of dairy product, I have to take these little pills called lactates. So my stomach doesn't shrapnelize and shed its lining. It sucks. My mom almost had to go to the hospital one time. It is an allergy. It's not fun. Like, ooh-woo, I go poopy. Like, no. No, it's not. That's stomach light. <laughs> oh, I don't know why people are as dumb as they are. But if you're one of those people and you're yeah. listening to the show, please stop it. It's not ooh cute. It's actually really ableist. <laughs> so please stop. Yeah. And yeah, I think these people don't really realize that it's not just, oh, it makes you like really need to go. It makes you have accidents. No, no, it's painful. There's it's, a lot of pain involved. Pain, bloating. And, and for some people, it's incredibly like it's way more detrimental than just like, I mean, like that in itself is incredibly detrimental. But like if my cousin has 
like lactose in any shape or form he also has a hive reaction to it and like one time they straight up had to like take him to the hospital because his throat swelled shut oh fuck like it is Mm -hmm. it's like uh, lactose intolerance and allergy is much wider than ah, my girlfriend spent two hours on the toilet because she had cheese pizza literally though for me it's nowhere near as bad as my mother's or uh your friend's reaction thankfully so i am still able to make informed decisions of do i want to eat this pizza and am i okay with being on the toilet for an hour when i get home if the answer is yes i eat the pizza and then i'm in agony but i it's agony that i signed up for and also Little Baby Panda is dropping some hard truth in the chat here. Lactose-free milk is more expensive than milk milk. And that is bullshit. Yep. (laughs) I have feelings about this. Yep. Yep. It's incredibly frustrating. And, like, my, uh, you know, I've I've been with partners who were not just, like, lactose intolerant, but also vegan. And it's like, well, why is the healthier option more expensive? Fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. I'm going to edit in the song once again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, comrades, <laughs> let us go to the next question. Fani, am I on the correct slide? Uh, yes, you are. Wonderful. This next question is from Baby Summer Girl, who this is her first live show. Hooray! Welcome to Yay. the show. And also, thank you for your patronage. I really, really appreciate that. Dear Jazzy Podcast, obviously there are a ton of pros, as in good things, not professionals. Uh, uh, sorry. I think it says to be. Yes. Sorry, my brain kind of shut off for a second there. Obviously, there are a ton of pros to being incontinent and little, but what are some of the cons? Oof. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're just a little, like if you're not a switch, if you're like full little, um, I could see, you know, you may be counting that as a pro. But once again, that everything that we talked about before about his incontinence, you know, a lot of people are going to have a lot of trauma surrounding it. Um, and, you know, you're going to have you're going to have trouble finding a caregiver who's able to, you know, take care of you in a, in a, in a healthy and not ableist way, even if they mean well, a lot of people can end up being ableist, um, not unintentionally. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, there's the pros of, you know, if you're in, if like for me specifically, if I'm in a little enough little space, I don't even know how used my diaper is and then that adds to it because like a caregiver will come up and be like oh my goodness you need a change and i don't even know because i'm so little but Mm -hmm. like if you're a switch and then it's like oh um i've had it where i've had an accident mid taking care of a little and it pulls them out of little space because like of some ableist bullshit um that's a whole nother thing. I'm not going to talk about that here. Finger um, snapping emoji. But, uh, um, 
as far as cons go, I mean, like, unless you have incredibly tough skin like I do, I mean, like, you're going to be dealing with rash a lot. And, like, that's going to make, you know, your changes take longer. You're going to need more changes, um, especially if you're in a little space. You know, your caregiver is going to be interrupting your little space a lot more often to change you. And granted, that might not interrupt your little space, but, I mean, like, it can be frustrating as little if you're, like, halfway through coloring that picture. Oh, time for another change. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it all just depends on your own perspective and your own, just the way that you, you view things as to whether or not certain things can be a con or not. Uh, I can't think of any blanket cons for every single person if you're in a specifically only little space. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Fani, do you have anything to put onto this question? Uh I'm, yeah, I'm kind of wondering what some of the pros of being incontinent and little would be just because like, no matter what, even if you're out of little space, you're still incontinent, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, would being, incont- I guess my question to add on to this one would be, would being incontinent add on to your little space or would it matter at all to you? It, 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 can, it entirely depends on one's perspective on the matter. For me personally, it mm-hmm. does add to the little space because, uh, like I said uh, mm. uh, earlier in my in my response, is that um, if I'm really really little in little space, um, I get nonverbal, and so mm. having to have a caregiver come up and check me because I don't know how little I am and I can't communicate. Sorry, not not how little, how how wet or soiled I am, and I can't communicate that even if I did know. It is a very littling experience. Mm. It, it's a very, um, very much is a very shrieking experience. But, you know, that perspective completely depends on the person in, 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 in question. Um, I don't think that there's a blanket pro or blanket con that could be uh, ascribed to every single incontinent little. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very sure because, once again, a lot of the times incontinence comes with a lot of trauma. That, you know, having, say, a messy accident in little space could be something that pulls you completely out of little space for certain little, you know. Um, Mm. So um, it really just depends on the person, I would say. Mm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you for the insight on that. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that funny? Sorry, y'all. Oh, I was just saying that's uh, an awesome response. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for the last question? I'm ready for the last question. Katrina, are you ready for the last question? I'm pulling it back up because every time I pull up the questions, it uh, completely full screen. So just a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-oh. All righty. All right. This one's from Raya, uh, who asks, Dear Jaws Tacular and M. Katie Bug, Relationships with an incontinent person, I feel, is harder than just being a little. Being someone who is in diapers 24-7, it can be attractive to be with someone who is also in diapers a lot. However, I've found many in the ABDL community are looking for something uh, who would someone who would be their dom and don't want their partner to be in diapers. Do you think it would be better to look outside the community and find someone accepting of the incontinence, or someone in the community then try to work through the kinks? From Raya. This is a phenomenal question. 
Mm-hmm. This is a really, really good question um, because I've, I've been in both kinds of relationships. And um, I will say this, uh, it is much easier to find someone in the community uh, to be in a relationship with because of that whole like, oh yeah, no, they're, they're going to be a diaper slot too. And um, and yeah, it's much easier to find a, a relationship in, in regards to that. Um, as far as this part that I'm reading here, um, you know, looking for a dom and don't want their partner in diapers. Well, I mean, that's something that would have to be talked about within each individual, you know, relationship. I mean, if you are an incontinent person, then maybe you shouldn't be going into a relationship with someone who wants you to be a dom but can't see you as a dom if you're in diapers. Um, this is something that I have very personal experience with, um, and that's some ableist bullshit right there. Um, at least in my case, it was. Um, and uh, it, it can be very frustrating as a dom where, like, you know, I have all the skills. I have all the, the tool set and, like, all the experience. But because of something I can't control, you can't see me as a dom? That's fucked up. And, like, I could give you the best experience you could ever want. But you won't let me because of this one little hang-up, you know? Um as far as finding somebody outside of the community and working through the kinks that can, in my experience has resulted in probably the most, um, what's the word? Healthy relationship I've ever had. Um, my, uh, my first relationship was with my high school sweetheart. Uh, we dated for five years. We were engaged. We were going to get married and he was not into ABDL at all. He, um, was just, uh, just a regular run of the mill guy. And he knew about the incontinence. Um, and he knew about the diaper fetishism and the ABDL and the age play and everything like that. And he 100% embraced it and accepted it, but it wasn't for him. I mean, he tried, you know, the diapers and like the footed sleepers and stuff. And he's just like, ah, cute. And I like it when you wear it, but it's not, for me and you know he would buy me footed sleepers because he knew that it would be comfortable for him to cuddle me in them and like he was just very accepting it was he was the best we're still great friends to this day oh good um uh and we didn't even break up because of any interpersonal problems it was just life got in the way um Mm. and uh yeah i mean if life hadn't gone the way i'd probably be married to him right now um He's he's he was one of the most Im- incredible people I ever met, and completely outside of King. And like we had an open relationship because I'm asexual, and he was very sexual. And so like you know I could very much help him get off in a lot of ways, but I couldn't um, help him in specific ways. And so and while you know he satisfied my emotional and like you know uh, personal needs. He couldn't be a daddy for me or a caregiver for me. So, like, I had caregivers outside of the relationship. He had partners outside of the relationship that we all agreed on. And it was the most healthy, copacetic relationship I ever had. And if you can find someone like that, hold on to them. It's the most magical thing in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the important takeaway from this is that it's important to know people as people first. Um, 
it's the worst when you go to, you know, try to start like a relationship with someone, whether it be a friendship or, or, you know, uh, a romantic relationship. And all they can talk about is what they find hot, what they, what makes them hard or what. And that's not a relationship that's going to last. I mean, like I'm no expert. Maybe it does for some people, but in my experience, that is not a relationship that lasts. You need to have more than just kink in common. And, me and my ex-fiance, we met as people first and moved into a relationship. And that was the most healthy relationship I've ever had. And so that's how I try to approach every relationship now, even though I generally only date within the community nowadays. Um, I want to know you as a person first. That's really, Talk really sage wisdom. Um, the whole and also that's such a beautiful relationship just like that open communication and the negotiation part that's we've been preaching that on the show since episode one it's really the healthiest your relationship can be if you can have that communication and that 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 dialogue truly it's truly. so important uh funny Uh, I do have a, a little bit of a thought about something that you mentioned earlier about um, the partner who was so ableist that your incontinence took them out of their little space and they made it your problem. I think that anyone who just needs everything to just be just so perfect and they knew what they were getting into and then decides later on that that just wasn't quite right or is now making it your problem instead of, oh, maybe I should have you know, thought about that. They don't need a mommy. They need a therapist. They need a paid professional to help them figure Amen their shit that. out. Amen to that. So, yeah. Katie, I'm so sorry that you had to put up with that. And I'm so glad that you're able to, like, talk to us about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the, the second part of that. We're going to have to circle back. Can I talking stick to you, Jazzy? The thought has to come back to me. Yes, I will kill time until the thought comes back to you. You know, it's funny. The first <laughs> I'm time, sorry. no, it's okay. It's uh, when you said I have a thought. Um, I I wanted to interject, but I didn't want it at the same time because it was important. So I'll tell the joke now. When you said I have a thought, is like, is it me? Am I the thought? You ah. <laughs> I am the collective thought of the server. (laughs) Whenever I talk about needing a snack, it's not that I need a little tasty morsel of food. It's that I need my jazzy here. Oh, I need a snack. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You already made me cry Mm -hmm. twice tonight. I'm going to do it again, bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. This Teddy con, (laughs) we are going to be like, we're going to be like the two cute best friends, like running around on the playground together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Jazzy, if I, can, uh, if I could point something out, I saw that like, you did the, the raptor hands. I love, I do that too. So to see someone else do that, oh my goodness. Oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the little raptor hands, like, <laughs> Like, I do that. It just makes me happy to see someone else do it. Like, I didn't know anybody did that. <laughs> I do. I do indeed. Oh, Kitty. Kitty! Kitty! He's being troublesome, so now he gets to be cuddled. But uh, the thought came back to me, by the way. Oh. 
Yes, I um, am here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it up. <laughs> and it's mostly to do with like how relationships work and how to find someone um, who the relationship is probably going to last with. And it's all in dealing with problems and how you both deal with problems. Like, I think one of the best tests for how, like, um, seeing how a relationship is going to shake out is um, whenever something really tough comes up, like, oh my god, I, I don't have any money for this, or oh my goodness, I have to figure out this thing in like two days and that now I've got uh, no time to do anything. Um, like, figure, seeing how that person problem solves and how they react to it, like, do they direct their anger to you? Or do they ask you for help? Or are they open to suggestions? Or like, do you figure things out in a healthy and um, sort of healthy, equal-ish way? Like, oh, goodness gracious, Smarty. My cat oh, is gosh. being trouble right what now. What a rascal. Rascal boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big old boy. He's a, a big, big old William. He's a big old heckin' chunker. Oh Lord, he coming! But if you can kind of, <laughs> if you can kind of agree on how to solve problems, or just kind of like come from places where you tend to solve problems in the same sort of way, and it works for you, then I think that's a really good basis of a healthy relationship. I will, I will second that a thousand percent. Um, absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, like a. a a red flag, I would say, for like how someone would solve a problem is if someone just shuts down, then they probably oh, yeah. need help. Um, and yeah. you're not a licensed therapist. I mean, nine times out of a ten, you know, 99 times out of 100, you're not a licensed therapist and they really need help. And that's probably not mm -hmm. someone who is emotionally ready to get into a very serious relationship. And I, I know this from experience. Mm -hmm. I've had a relationship in the past where their reactions to serious problems was to either shut down or lash out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag. But if you yep. are, you know, talking with someone who, when they have a serious problem, they go, okay, let's go sit down on the couch and we'll work through this. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to continue just to like, you know, talk about myself a little bit in the relationship that I'm in right now, which is like four and a half years now. Congratulations. We've done a lot of learning and growing together. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, and it's been fantastic. Like I come from a string of relationships where the other person's problem solving was not healthy and I didn't get to practice learning healthy problem solving strategies either. Cause like I was always used to just doing it on my own cause I couldn't rely on the other person. Um, and so I kind of got into this, this habit of, Oh, I have a problem to solve. Guess I'll just do it on myself and be kind of upset that, you know, I ask for help and it's rebuffed. Um, and then in my last long-term relationship, it was the sort of problem solving where uh, they they didn't have any problem solving skills. Even if you like gave them the tools to do it and walked them through it, they would still revert right back to step one, which is cry every single time. 
like, oh, oh problem comes up. Guess I'll cry about it. And that's where the problem solving ends. Yeah. Until someone else picks it up and deals with it for them. Uh. Um, so that sucked. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're past that now. Him and his porn addiction can go have fun. Um, <laughs> Damn. Funny's out Dang. here taking names. I, no one's ever going to know who it is. So I, that's I'm all right. Sure. I'm not here to name and shame. I'm just here I'm to pretty sure we just shame. witnessed a crime because that was a fucking murder. <laughs> I was going to say, Jeez. I think we just broadcasted a murder live on the airwaves. Yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, we just broadcasted like snuff footage. We need to cut that out. Oh, yeah, no. we, I need to edit that. <laughs> yeah. Trigger warning. Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, editing note right now. Spent? Trigger warning. Funny murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> where is this where's the but that's where yeah oh wait oh, i'm getting a call i'm getting a call um, cleveland pd do you have any beds available in the hospital yeah for the burn unit i love this I show just a fucking crime <laughs> and crime i'm red <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> All right, is this a good? Okay, but that was a good lesson for me. That was and realizing that to to have a good relationship, you need to be able to problem solve together healthily. Absolutely, absolutely, indeed. All right, that was the last question. Uh, do we feel good starting to wrap up the show at this point? Sure. Yeah, I am. All I'm right. Good to go. I mean, was there any questions y'all wanted to ask me? Uh, everything well, that I, mean, I want, everything that I, I wrote out in like my interview prep actually was asked as part of the questions. Funny enough. Awesome. Uh, funny. Do you have anything? I'm up with one. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to ask you, Katie, what is your favorite brand of diaper or top three if you can't choose? Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have asked that question. How do I answer this? Okay, so top tier. <laughs> oh, it's a Didn't realize one. it would be so tough. Oh, my goodness. Because I've got one. So, so top <laughs> tier of all time mm -hmm. is the carousel diaper. Really? Because they're trans, they're trans pride colors. Granted, the the pink and blue are backwards, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. And they actually hold a decent amount, especially if you add a stuffer or like a like a booster to them. Um, I specifically only use like Tykeables doublers or like the recently the ABU Power Up European edition, and those basically double the capacity of a diaper. So they like you do. put one of those in, and they're fantastic, aren't they? They're fantastic. <laughs> I really love the, I really love the APU ones. Those are incredible. I just got a, a pack mm -hmm. with the with the uh, the scent strip in them, and oh, fantastic! Mm. Oh, what but, have I told um, you? I actually got a pack of those direct handed to me directly by Casey at at Capcom. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome! I got um, I got one of the shirts. Oh, nice! Capcom. Nice, nice, nice. Dude is one of the friendliest people I've ever met. Isn't he? It's fantastic. Yeah, he's really he just nice. followed me on Twitter, and I was just like, 
Oh, look at you. You're an official baby now. I'm an official baby now. Absolutely. So, okay. So, uh, top tier would be uh, the, the the carousel diapers because pride colors and they're just the the way they hug my body is um after that's bunny hops because mm-hmm. oh my god they're mm-hmm. so cute and comfy oh my goodness they're so comfortable like they're perfect like if they were just a little thicker they'd be my daily diaper oh yeah third oh my goodness Okay, I'm gonna do four as well because okay. third yeah, is the Tykeables unicorns. Oh, by when? Because mm-hmm. they're so cute. They are so cute, and they hold a good amount, like a really good amount. But number four is the Tykeables camelots because those are my daily diaper. Those are what I wear to work. Those are what I wear on long trips. Uh, you throw a booster in one of those, you can easily last 24 hours. Just make sure you add, you know, rash cream and gold bond. Nice. Um, and those, like, those really, really helped me because, like, uh, especially when I, uh, they they upped my dosage of uh, spironolactin for my hormones. And mm. uh, so I've been peeing like crazy. And, like, I started having, uh, if you scroll back enough on my Twitter, you'll see it. I started having problems with leaking at work and those basically eradicated that problem. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Spernolactone is a bitch. Now that I am, it? it is now that I am officially on Ohio Medicaid. Thank you. I am officially looking into a bilateral orectomy so I can hopefully get off of HRT. Now that I have achieved the desired effects hopefully i can if i get rid of the testosterone producers then i don't need to take spiro anymore okay so hang on bilateral means like both on both sides and then an ectomy is to remove it (laughs) what was the first part of that ectomy word was it oh oh okay yeah the bilateral right yes because there's one on each side that's that's what I am. I had a bilateral salpingectomy, which is ah. the fallopian tubes. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping to uh, get sometime soon is reach that zero percent to testosterone soon, and then just cut them off, get rid of them. I don't need them. Yep, I don't need them. Yep. Trying trying to Ever lose again. a little weight anyways. Take a couple ounces off. Become Aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. Became unbeatable in a dick-kicking contest. Absolutely. It would still hurt. Well, I mean, the diapers help with that anyway. Katrina's out here dropping some facts. Yeah. Listen, I have been kicked hard, not on purpose, in in the genital area while wearing a diaper, and it does... What? Definitely impact. I believe mm-hmm. it, yeah. It doesn't fix it, but <laughs> I was still doubled over, but it was not as bad. That's good. Yep. Fonny, you were going that to tell also, us... That uh, also explains oh, why... Oh, what was I going to tell you? No, no, go, you go first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just going to make a point that uh, that's why diaper spankings are just cute. 
but bare bottom spankings Ooh, are effective. No. <laughs> See what you gotta do if your little is wearing the diaper. You gotta spank their thigh. No. Yep. Mm. I luckily I'm a very okay. Thigh is worse. Thigh is way worse. Luckily I'm a very good girl mm-hmm. and I don't ever get spankings. As mm-hmm. as a fellow very very good girl, I only get spankings if I ask for them. And boy, howdy, do I love them. <laughs> they feel so, so good. <laughs> this post brought to you by mm-hmm. Masochism Gang. <laughs> gang. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, Fonny, you, you were going to tell us once again about your favorite type of diapers. Please, by all means, yes. take it away. In one word. Bunny hops. That's it. Oh, Jazzy's clapping. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love how you leaned into the mic and went, bunny hops. Just like <laughs> wow. with your whole. Is that hold. what I sound like? No, that was me like pitching my voice all the way up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's more like bunny hops. <laughs> it was just like so like deadpan. It was beautiful. And then everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone knows my favorite. It's got if it's lavenders or go home. In the absence of lavenders, mm-hmm. I love uh, cushies and little paws. Those are mm, mucho grande. I can't, I can't do lavenders. Also very good. Um, they're very cute, and I love the way they fit. But like, uh, I lived with a little who did lavender everything, like lavender incense, lavender candles, lavender powder, mm-hmm. and like ever since then, lavender gives me. And it's so sad because, like, there's so many good baby things that are lavender scents. What if I told you that you just call out posted me? I have lavender baby wipes, lavender powder, lavender diapers, lavender incense, lavender room freshener, lavender everything in this house. Even the Bath and Body Works stuff is lavender. I don't have my lavender scented candle on my desk right now because I packed it up in one of the many boxes behind me for moving, but th- oh that's no, absolutely me. I uh, it, it's lav- lavender and mint are like two no goes for like I cannot handle mint. It, it makes me want to die. And one of my best friends, who I've been like hanging out with the past few weekends, uh, her favorite scents are lavender and mint. And she has like lavender and mint body wash, and it's like a double threat. And I had to be like, oh, I no. love you, I love you so much, and I don't want to like be like, don't do this for the weekend. But I'm like, can you please see you something else? Because oh my god, like <laughs> I will die. Oh no, I felt so bad. But she was like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. I just, oh my goodness, because that's like her two favorite things. I will abstain yep. um, from lavender at JazzCon. <laughs> and also, also, I'm I'm very sorry, but also probably TeddyCon because lavender is also banned in my house. <gasps> no, I'm not the oh, only one. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I've been no, I just wounded. lavender. Cupid's arrow pierced my heart and ended up in hell. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am floating down the river Styx. Place two coins on my eyes for the ferryman. <laughs> like, 
I like gentle rose scents, yeah. so I'm weird that way where I'm like, yeah, I like the smell of rose in perfumes. Um, but lavender smells like floral farts to me, so <laughs> it's it's just it's I something love, that I can't it's just can't really uh be around too long. Queef de la fleur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone died. <laughs> oh my god, Katrina's laughing so hard her mic is flipping out. Oh my god. Y'all yeah, can't hear it. You didn't have to do that, Jazzy. I didn't did. have to do that. There's a there's been another murder. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't think that's going to come through on the edited episode, but Katrina was absolutely like uh, doubled over. <laughs> I have. You can't do that to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap the show up. Shall we? <laughs> I think we need to wrap this up. <laughs> oh. Okay. You two ready to wrap it up? <laughs> yep. I think so. Great. Katrina, you have been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for coming thank on the show. So of course, thank you for answering our questions and illuminating us. Um, where can people find you and give you money? Oh, uh, okay. So um, I have a GoFundMe that's up, and you can find that at oddswithgod.com. That's at oddswithgod.com. Jazzy has been wonderful enough as to put my GoFundMe up on the website. And you can throw money at me to help me uh, move uh, across the U.S. I'm going from New York to Washington. And uh, you can find me at uh, Lil Mama Katiebug on Twitter. That's L-I-L-M-A-M-A-K-A-T-Y-B-U-G on twitter and that's pretty much it i have an instagram i don't use it i'm considering deleting it um yeah that's pretty much it is uh little mama katie bug and the gofundme i've considered throwing my um paypal on my twitter but dead names <laughs> yeah mm. yeah mm-hmm. funny where can people find you and give you money? Uh, well, first off, I, I'm adding PayPal with just an angry emoji for, for being like that. Um, yeah. And also, uh, Jazzy just cleaned up the At Odds With God website, and it looks fantastic, so you should probably go check it out. And uh, my links are all on that AtOddsWithGod.com website. In a, in a little link at the top, I'm so honored. But it's you click true. that and it'll show you like my Twitter, my Patreon, um, my commission sheet. Commissions are currently closed, but they'll probably be open in another couple of months. And uh, I really love and appreciate everyone who uh, just like likes my work, retweets my work, um, gives me a little bit of money on Patreon. I love your pocket change. Um, and I think that's about it for now. Oh, oh, and on... Uh, Jazzy's merchandise store. I do have a couple of designs up along with a bunch of other artists who get uh, a cut of the money from each piece of merchandise. I'm waiting until I get to Washington to buy the Jazzy's Tobians pin so I can add it to my jacket. (gasps) Because I need that in my life. 
Speaking of the merch store, yeah. I completely forgot about that. I actually added a couple new products. So the Starshine 69 uh, shirt, someone asked if I could make it into a hoodie as well. So now there are three types of hoodies that you can get the Dear Jazzy logo on the front and on the back in like the sports font. You know how it's like last name, number, team. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So mm-hmm. on the back, the name that's in the arced lettering is Starshine, and the number is 69. And then the bottom text reads, Pitching and Catching Since 2020. So if you want to oh, wear God. the best number plus my surname on a hoodie, you can do that now. Also, uh, we have Jazzy's Beans as available as an apron. So I'm not saying that you should get the apron so you can mimic the hashtag Starshine Family Kitchen on Twitter. But you should definitely get yourself an apron, and that will bump some money back to Fonny. Definitely picking up mm. an apron. Absolutely. Maybe you can make your favorite Check brand of beans in it. House. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, on on the subject of that that hoodie you're talking about. I'm still looking for a embroiderer so I can get um, uh, the trans resist fist on the back of my punk jacket and then get on top of it it says this bitch and then underneath says fights fascists fuck yeah fuck yeah that's rad i love that so much i can't wait but i i'm I'm, when i get to washington i'm gonna reach out to some people that i know and see if i can get that embroidered on the back oh did kitty bastard man did he do a bad thing Oh no! Oh, get it! He's a rat bastard. He's misbehaving. Cat got banished. Oh, sent to the shadow realm. <laughs> and last but not least, yeah, Miss Marty was being a, a little bastard. Ooh, he's being spicy, spicy kitty, spicy baby, spicy baby. Last but not least. I have been your host for the evening, Jasmine Starshine. Thank you for joining us for this three-hour live stream extravaganza. Um, I can't thank you all enough. We laughed. We cried. We had awesome, constructive discussion. We opened up a ton of presents. Thank you so much for an amazing 26th birthday. I cannot thank you enough. The only way I can like say thank you is saying, like, please do the same thing for Fonny when it comes time for her birthday. Cause she deserves this even more. And like, I just, no! I have no words. I am blown away. I'm floored. Oh. I'm flattered. <laughs> I love you all so, so much. You can find me on my primary social media, which is my Twitter at little jazzy baby. Uh, you can also follow the show's Twitter, which is at dear jazzy show. Uh, you can also email us at dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Discord, which is at jasminestarshine0001. We already talked about Camp Buddy. We already talked about the merch store. I think it's time to say the thing that everyone loves to meme on. Dear Jazzians is an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com, where you can check out my links, Fonny's links, the merch store, the GoFundMe, the Camp Buddy, the Patreon to get you some nudes of me and support the show. What? Please. Last but not least, I've been Jasmine Starshine. I've been Fonny. And I've been Mama Katie Bug. And we will see you next time. Bye.
Bye bye. Happy birthday, Jazzy. Happy birthday, Jazzy. Oh, bye. Kind of sounds like a, a little bit like one of those callers who calls into a radio show. I love that. Yeah. It's a very, very on brand. Welcome to J A Z Z. Welcome to W J A Z, the jazz. 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 Jazz.